0: It is the Chicago Chicagoverse United Audio Podcast Cover Story Series, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community, who are making the lead stories this month at Chicagoverseunited.com. My name is Haima Black. This week, an interview with Miguel Martin and Frank DeLamora of Echo Droids in support of their new EP, Umbra, Out Now. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here with Miguel Martin, a.k.a. Transit, and Frank DeLamora. How are you gentlemen doing?
1: We're doing good. Just uh, here, thanks for having us
0: tonight. Absolutely. Well, we're at your place, so thank you for having <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, right. We're, we're at
1: my house having this uh, this little uh, session here.
0: little reunion almost, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, you know, you guys have a project called Echo Droids. I want to ask all about that, get the background and, you know, kind of how that started, what you guys are doing currently, but let's kind of take a step back. How has the year been for you guys, you know, professionally as artists, for either of you separately or collectively as Echo Droids?
2: <clears throat> it's all been collectively as far as this year it's it's been great a big learning experience being signed and uh the um, kind of like work you have to do is being a signed artist as opposed to just a live act that I was with before uh it's a lot of big changes for the better
1: we um i mean as far as for me you know always having been a dj as opposed to i guess now a producer it was kind of a you know night and day difference i You know, as a DJ, you just kind of like just worried about the music that you download and, you know, your mixes. Now it's a whole other spectrum of things that I never really knew about that Frank opened my eyes to. And And vice versa. And, yeah, I guess (laughs) vice versa, too. You know, like I kind of, you know, as the producer, you know, Frank being the musical genius that he is, you know, I kind of just like brought in my idea of what our sound should be and, you know, help mold it to what our three releases now have been.
0: Well, you know, kind of take us through what Echo Droids is, because both of you guys separately have a lot of history as musicians, as artists in different, you know, genres and fields, but kind of give us the backstory and kind of the summary of what this project is.
1: Well, Echo Droids started out as not even Echo Droids. It was Frank and I, after many years of talking about getting together and just working on remixes you know so finally we got together and started working on a couple things I got in touch with these guys from California they're called the, the new division and um they sent us stems and we just like I went up to Frank and said, hey man let's work on this these guys are cool and their music is great let's see what we can do with it so did our first remix we weren't even Echo Droids yet, were it was Androids Paranoid and Echo Nine, mm-hmm. and um, you know we, we shot it over to them. They loved it, and it's actually gotten play around. You know, and you know a lot of my friends really loved what we did. So we're like, hmm, we might be onto something here. <laughs> so uh, then we <laughs> we took on another project, and this other project so, wasn't yeah. wasn't kind of yeah. I'm not gonna name any names. He's not even from the states, but um. We got some really, really bad stems. And we tried our hardest to to make it work as a remix. And it just wouldn't happen. So, you know, Frank and I one day were just like, let's see what we can do as far as an original thing. So that's when, you know, we started brainstorming on a name and came up with Echo Droids. And um, our first song, Red Sky, which was on our first EP telescopic, um, was born. and. That was it. And we really felt like being creative on our own stuff would –
2: because we were hitting a brick wall musically, production-wise. It was uh, pretty frustrating. And that really what it was, we were just frustrated. We are like, okay, you know what, let's just walk away from this and try something fresh. And we're like, you know, let's do our own stuff. And it worked out to where we're at now. and still growing and
0: stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it kind of sounds like you've answered this a little bit, but why do you think it's worked having the two of you working together without any outside interference versus the ways you were doing it before, you know, where now you're kind of cutting out the middleman.
2: I think it's, I think we both kind of complement each other. I know as a, in Echo 9, I always felt like it was great music, but I think it needed to, I always felt like it needed a DJ to kind of make it more dance ready. And I mean, live is live. It was always great live with Tony, but I felt like the next step for me musically was to partner up with a DJ that really could kind of guide the whole process is like someone that could actually tell me no is what really I was looking for. Cause I was so used to always being the guy saying yes or no for my own stuff. And Miguel, you know, he actually told me no a lot of times and still does. And it's, it's okay. Like I've learned to accept that, you know what, he knows what he's talking about and I kind of step back and like, Oh, okay. And I'll let you go
1: on a little more about that, Miguel. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, with every, you know, with every track, I mean the, like, The beginning of a track is, you know, Frank, you know, we both have our own little home studios. And um, Frank would be like, take a listen. You know, we we have our shared Dropbox, of course, which is the magical thing to do. (laughs) And so we're, you know, he'll be like, check your Dropbox. And I'm like, okay. So he'll send me like, you know, 30 minute, 30 second snippet of like, this is what I'm, an idea I got. You know, send me a little synth chords or, you know, a little beat going on. And I'll be like, okay. That's cool. Or no. Like, but now, nah. no, no. I used
2: to send him, honestly, I'm, I used to send him three, four-minute complete songs, and then he would say, no, I'm like, okay, you know what? We're done with that. I'll send you about 40 <laughs> seconds.
0: And Save yourself like, the trouble, man. man. Yeah. yeah. talking
2: about like 20 some tracks of audio, vocals, courses. <laughs> For him to say, no, I'm like banging it all day. And then he's like, nah.
0: Fucking Miguel. Yeah, man, dude. Son.
2: But it, it, it's good. It's good that way.
0: Well, you know, um, Miguel, you and I had lunch maybe a year ago or so. Um, We met in the loop near your your day job. And, you know, we were talking about kind of the scene in Chicago and how there's so, so many DJs now. And you said something that I thought was interesting where you said basically, and I I hope that you don't be like, I didn't say that. (laughs) But you were talking about how you think it, you know, unless these DJs who are out in the city in such great numbers are looking at pursuing production as well, they might not be facing a whole lot of future in just straight DJing. And and are you finding that production is really the place to be as as somebody who has such an extensive history DJing?
1: I mean, personally, yes, I still feel that way, and I did say that. I'm not going to Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. It was always something that when I was with Darkwave Disco that was always kind of like fellow producers. Well, at the time I was not one, but, you know, They would tell me, like, you guys have to do tracks. You guys have to do tracks. even if it's just remixes because it's kind of taken that next step that will elevate you from where you guys were at. You know, because, you know, at a point we hit a peak, and we're like, what else are we going to do? And um, we just – I think it's just we never really kind of really joined together to to really take on that task. And it was unfortunate because, you know, we could have – something could have come out of it, and it didn't. So – you know now I'm with you know with this project with Echo Droids, and you know I'm telling myself yeah I have to I have to do something you know now as like you know was that a solo artist doing the transit thing and then you know with Frank going into the studio with him, I just felt like okay this is the next step finally because I think I also as a DJ personally felt that I hit the pe- you know hit a peak where it's just like all right this is just yeah a gig another gig nothing exciting. Blah blah blah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you do have to take it to some level where it is something different. I look at what like Danny Deal does. Danny yes. Deal does a lot of really interesting, different things. I look absolutely. at, you know, Midnight Conspiracy. They've got that giant eye, and then Phenom, yeah, Phenom, Phenom absolutely. Yes, yes. And there's a lot of artists who are doing production, like you say. Yes, but but the ones who are just still just doing a weekly set at wherever, it's like,
1: that's, yeah, you know, they start there and that's where they end there. It's it's really kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's DJs that only DJ. And are huge, but I think it's kind of comes to a personal thing where it's like you have to challenge yourself. I mean, it's not just all right. Just keep DJing, keep DJing. Give yourself something else to do besides that. I think it's just it's important. You create, yeah. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Is I think when when Miguel Miguel talked about
2: it, it was a chance to really open up something for him as far as creative. Like DJing is an amazing art. I come from a family of DJs. Four older brothers as DJs. So uh, I, I never was inclined to do it. But you know what? I talked to Miguel when we were, you know, started working on stuff. I'm like, creating something, Miguel, is something completely different. And you're going to see why it's different. And he, see, he sees it now. Like when you, when you have just a bass line and then you have like the drums and then you have the strings and the verses and the choruses and the changes and the, all that different studio work you do and the tricks and when the vocals and everything line up, it started from nothing. And and then it's something now. It's something being, you know, played in different parts of the world, hopefully. But, you know, it's just something that started from nothing. And I think that's really cool that we can create together, you know, as DJing's great, but it's, it's something new now.
1: It's kind of where you come from, like, playing other people's music. And now you have, you know, your friends, you know, that are supporting you and people that you don't know that are like they're playing your stuff now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a weird feeling. You know, it's like, oh, shit, they're playing. You're like on the
0: other side of the looking glass. Yeah,
1: like it's my shit getting played, you know, by other DJs now. It's not just me playing, you know, their music. It's they're playing my music, and it's kind of a cool feeling.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, and you guys, I think it's really interesting. You guys have such a long-running history. I mean, people probably don't know this who are listening to this podcast now, but, I mean, you guys know this. The Dynasty podcasts have been going on for a long time, and in – 2005 2006 I was throwing parties in Wicker Park before there was even a debonair yeah. and we did one big party this is one of my favorite things I've ever gotten to do ever we did a Valentine's party um, Valentine's two- day 2006 called uh, Heart Attacks Massacre yeah. whole bunch like you know Chicago scene kids and bloggers and, and DJs and stuff and Echo 9 played that in Darkwave played that I think it was maybe one of the first 18 plus Darkwaves but I mean I found out about Echo 9 because Mark Gertz from Darkwave recommended you guys and I mean it's just amazing that you have the two of you such a long running history even before that event, and you're still working together now. Like why do you think you guys are still able to collaborate when I think a lot of partnerships and collaborations and musical friendships maybe don't last seven, eight, nine years, whatever?
2: you know what I, I think it's we mutually respect each other to the fullest i I know you know as a songwriter. I know my limitations, and, and I try to expand on them and learn as much as I can. Music is still very new to me. There's always, some, there's always something new to create and learn about music or production or recording, and I think when I work on something and Miguel comes into it, I learn from him, and, and I think it's the same thing for him as a, as a musician now. He's learning things from me, and I think we just needed to share it with somebody.
1: You know, That's what I think <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just shrugged.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he said everything I was thinking.
0: Now you know with this project, and it, you know, apologies if I if this already exists and I don't know, but will there be like a live component? Are you guys going to perform in a live forum, or how is that going to work?
1: We <laughs> we're kind of like our plan to perform live wasn't really in the in the near future. Up until 2013 is what our plan was. Well, that kind of got changed with our record label, um, Hot Dog Records which is a Chicago local label um, run by, you know, the ever-popular Zeebo. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Marco Morales. And, Marco Morales. Mm-hmm. and so, you know, they're kind of like, yeah, guys, you're going to have to do a live thing. So, you know, we weren't ready, you know. I mean, it's like my our first quote-unquote live performance was at um, at yeah. Berlin. And, I mean, it was literally just, you know, we, we got a, a whole long, like, wave file of our songs that we wanted to perform the instrumentals with, like, some transitions. And I literally just, like, played it on Serato with, like, some vocal samples on another channel. That was it, and Frank singing. And, um, you know, so it's kind of grown from that. We've done, you know, again, like, you guys have to do this show. It was a La thing with the totally enormous extinct dinosaurs at Berlin again. Um, so we're like, yeah, we can't pass this up. By that time, we kind of expanded our live performance more toward, you know, me using a synthesizer with, like, you know, live pads and, okay. and effects and vocal samples and Frank singing. So it really has expanded to, like, you know, two keyboards, you know, me doing the, all the music stuff, Frank singing and also playing keys. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of become that now. And we just had another show um, this past weekend. Um, for a unisonal music festival which is yeah. more of a latin thing that was mm-hmm. in pilsen and uh, we did their after party it was great on a rooftop, and a rooftop with a, our backdrop was the was our chicago skyline
0: oh my gosh man i, I i'm mad you didn't tell me about this <laughs> i wish i could have gone that's awesome
1: oh, yeah. so yeah we, we had a good show you know and i keep i think so far our live performances have been very solid and very fluid and you know we're just going to grow on that
0: obviously the two of you like i've, I've mentioned in this interview and and very evident the two of you have extensive musical you know history together and separately you know doing all sorts of projects as as djs and musicians and everything so kind of like with this project with this group what's the maybe not even end goal but like what's the goal going forward is it like okay now we want to become a live band or is it more even like and then we got to do a record and then we got to play this festival or like kind of like where does this grow from here
2: i think it's a a little bit of everything. You know, we really humbly just wanted to do remixes, and then it grew from that (laughs) to doing our own music through their frustrating files we had, and uh, then the live. I think it's more about like um, supply and demand, you know, and it's like, it just keeps growing and growing as far as what our label wants, and we realized that for us to get it in, in more people's hands and spread the word about what we are and who we are, we have to perform, and there's no way around it, and we've been talking more and more about it and we do have uh even bigger grander ideas for the live show and um i believe that we also want to do music for you know film scoring and movies even video games and just just contribute as much as we can to the you know music industry and uh you have to hit everything you know you have to do the live shows you have to do the the film scores we would love to do the film scores video and you know what do you think
1: well, I mean, it's kind of, we already have gotten, you know, some licensing deals, actually. Um, oddly enough, uh, Armani <laughs> yeah. licensed one of our songs. What? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny, but yeah. We don't really
2: talk about it. That's I mean, awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's cool. You know, it's like from our first EP, the song was Hazy. And um, yeah, they contacted us. Some like, you know, licensing company um, contacted us. Like, yeah, you know, Armani's interested in licensing your song to play it in all their stores. So we're like, sure. You know, we, we, they made, you know sent us the contract. We signed that. All good.
0: Yeah, so, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I know we were talking about this off mic, but the new EP, the new Echo Droids EP, is called Umbra. And that, um, you know, it's, it's coming out in the very near future. And I know, Miguel, you've got all the details on kind of like when that's hitting different platforms. So kind of run down that for us on when people can find this EP where.
1: It's uh, scheduled to be released as an exclusive release on Beatport um, Tuesday, August 28th. And then the week after, on September 4th, it gets the full release, which means, you know, our distributor gets it out everywhere. So it's going to be on iTunes, Amazon, Juno, pretty much anywhere you could think of. Um,
0: Dudes selling CDs in like barbershops, just (laughs) everywhere.
1: (laughs) Well, I think the physical (laughs) thing we will eventually get to right now, it's all digital distribution, but um, we are kind of like in the in the talks about trying to get a vinyl pressing and you know obviously some CDs but you know hopefully get them into like my friend Michael Serafini's shop a gramophone
0: sure yeah um,
1: you know just kind of more local sales but there has been uh, um, some requests from various individuals like to for vinyl especially so
0: yeah I I think that with the audience that you guys are courting I think vinyl is a very big deal
1: It'll yeah. be cool. I mean, and, you know, just to say, hey, we actually have a record and physically have a record. Not say, hey, yo, I released the record, you know, digitally. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah.
0: and to think, you know, you went from spinning records to now putting out your own. That's pretty cool.
1: It's very exciting. You know, it's, again, you know, just, you know, the exposure we have had so far, you know, it's been, it's great. You know, it's very humbling after... You know, this last performance that we did, you know, where people just like come up to you and say, hey, you know, you guys were amazing. You know, you blew me away. Like, Frank's vocals were awesome, you know, and then people were just talking about how great the music is, how great our performance was. I'm like, wow,
2: you know? One thing I gotta
1: say is every show we've done so
2: far, and I think it's been four, um, we have performed in front of people we really don't know. I mean, there, there's been some of our friends there, but. Berlin was a new crowd and it was a great crowd and we did it twice and the same thing with the mid and the same thing with this uh, Unisono Festival we, those were outside our usual you know um, crowds that we've performed or DJed at and it's gone really well and um, that's why we just want to keep it going to more masses of people you know it's just it's, it's gone really well with total strangers you know for the live aspect.
1: Well right now what we're working on as well as an uh, actual stage show with lasers, you know
0: um you got to have lasers man in 2012 not just you know,
1: not just lasers i mean we're going to have like actual mannequins like like silver mannequins with the lasers mounted on them oh my god you know it, it's it, we LED have panel. led panels like you know led kind of like a wall type of curtain thing we, you know we're working on something i mean we have to give you know the crowd a visual aspect as well as the the oral aspect of it you know yeah. so that's kind of where we're we're working on as we're just we two
2: guys but i
1: mean to have
2: you know more things for people to look at up there it's uh definitely helps yeah, yeah.
0: well the umbra ep is coming out shortly i'll have links to that of course at com. with this podcast um you know and, and frank and miguel you know both gentlemen who have very long history with this podcast so thanks so much for coming on again like all these years later and really best of luck with everything you have coming up nice job Thank you.
1: thanks so much we really appreciate it as always i mean. You know, you've always supported us from, you know, as far as I'm concerned with Dark Wave Disco and now with Echo Droids. Really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, man.
2: I just want to say thank you again, Jaime, for having us and for all these years.
1: And I
2: also want to give a shout out to Hot Dogs uh, Records, yeah. uh, J.V.O. Bar Distributor, Marco Morales, and Zebo, you know, our label owners. Thank you guys very much.
0: All right. Love it. Thanks, guys. This has been the Chicago Verse United Audio Podcast cover story series. Thanks to Miguel Martin and Frank DeLamora of Echo Droids for being on the show this week. Check out the group's new record, Umbra, out now. You can find past episodes of the Chicago Verse United Audio Podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Darkwave Disco, Midnight Conspiracy, Gemini Club, and many, many more. You can find the Dynasty Podcast Network at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.